Coming up today, the findings have been handed down for the Sunshine Stouch. We talk about that and what it means for the Brisbane Bullets ahead of Friday night's game against the Sydney Kings. The NBA-NBL games played yesterday. We talk about some of the bright lights from that. A famous name returns to RAC Arena in Perth and get the feeling it's going to be a very frosty reception. And Thursday night hoops, that's all coming up on NBL now. It is Thursday, October the 12th. Great to be with you as always. I'm Jack Kevin alongside Derek Rucker. Luck, welcome to NBL Now. Great to have you. And let's jump straight into the Sunshine Stash and the findings that have been handed down. And well, we're still talking about it now, Thursday morning. Jack, this whole episode is so draining. I can imagine how the Bullets players feel, but it's taken a bit of time because of all the circumstances. I'm sure the fans out there are aware of what's going down. But look, there are some things that have been kind of brought to my attention through the findings. And one is that some of the rumors that we heard about Aaron Baines being attacked by Adam Ford, that's erroneous because it appears through the evidence that's been gathered that he did nothing, Adam Ford, and he's cleared to move on, Jack. Well, let's handle that one and the Latmain one as well. So Latmain has been charged with striking a one-game offense that was downgraded to a $1,500 fine with an early plea, which Lat has accepted. Adam Ford cleared of any wrongdoing. That's the wordings from the statement released yesterday afternoon. What, what's hard to work out, though, Ruck, is that only a couple of days earlier, Stu Lash from the Brisbane Bullets labelled Adam Ford's behaviour as unprofessional, unbecoming of a coach, and insinuated that he stood outside the locker room and waited for Aaron Bain. So if all of that stuff happened, allegedly, then how is Adam Ford cleared of any wrongdoing? He's clear of wrongdoing because it didn't happen. Obviously, Jack, if you ask fate in the investigative process, then Ford didn't do anything wrong. He was clear. And if the if the evidence was visual and audio, as we're led to believe, then it's apparent that Stu Lash has gotten this wrong big time. Shout out to him, though, for coming in hot with his NBL debut and making a statement. But probably very wrong here. But also, I don't mind him trying to set the standard in terms of culture from the leadership and executive management position. So it's a crazy situation, but one in which at this time, it looks like perhaps he didn't have all the evidence. Is it worthy of of an apology? Well, he may be forced to apologize, but I just don't know if he can afford to backtrack at this moment and look that wrong. Um, I think he would probably just want to remain silent on this one and see what transpires next with that, with Aaron Baines. Which is tonight. So that's happening at 7 o'clock tonight, going straight to a single-member tribunal at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. What's your read on this? What happens next? I think Baines is going to miss a game or two. Um, again, there's so much speculation around this, but if what I've heard is true, if there was a physical, physical confrontation and if, if there was a confrontation between the two, I've got a pretty good idea how that went down. I'm thinking that Aaron Baines probably was going to get the better of Adam Ford. And therefore, it probably means that perhaps Baines reacted in a way that's going to warrant uh, a suspension of some sort. And look, I found it all sad and unfortunate. You know, I was in the venue on the ending and I got to experience it emotionally. And, and it's a shame because uh, a lot of people look up to Aaron and look, this is no indication of who he is as a person. We all make mistakes and we all react emotionally in a hotbed environment like this in arena. 
So then the other parts of this ruck, away from the, the findings and, and what's coming up tonight for Aaron Baines, because I guess we can only speculate until then with what might happen to him. But to matters at hand for the Brisbane Bullets, who have started this NBL 24 season really well, they've got a game tomorrow night. And it's not just any game. It's a home game against the two-time defending champions, the Sydney Kings, So are starting to get their stuff together. You said how draining this week's been for you. How draining is this week going to be for the club? You know, and trying to just have the mindset of, oh, let's ignore it and move past it, that in and of itself is draining. Everybody wants Aaron to be involved. Every NBL team wants your full complement of players, staff. You don't want anyone going through any strife. And that's what they're having to deal with. All the questions, friends and family asking what happened in the tunnel. Did you see this? Did you see that? Can you share? You know, having to hold back and bite your tongue all week as a player is a very difficult thing to do. Now, looking forward to, fr to Friday night's game against the Kings, if he is not there, I think the Bullets will find a way to be very competitive. They've done a really good job this season. In New Zealand, in the game that they won, Baines was actually a minus 17. Now, I'm not saying that they don't need him because his physical presence, what he's able to bring to that team is invaluable and can't always be measured by the, the metrics. And he's playing better this year. He has a much better grasp on the league. He seemed prior to this outbreak to be in a really good place emotionally. But I think the Bullets are going to find a way to put it together against the Sydney Kings, who, Jack, I'm still not convinced about as of yet. Well, we'll see how they go. They've got two big games this weekend coming up. They've got Brisbane on Friday night and they host Perth on Sunday. So we're going to get a very good idea about the Sydney Kings and where they sit. You're going to see both of those games. Hey, to what we saw yesterday, the NBA-NBL games, Kansas side bands were on the wrong end of it against Washington, 145 to 82. They went in with no big men, uh, no Sam Menanga, no Sam Wardenberg. I guess the, the positives after they gave up a 15-0 start was that they kind of clawed their way back in a little bit. But if you're looking at the youngsters, Ruck, AK Gack, another really good performance, 17 and 9 for him. And we got our first look at Taron Armstrong. He had eight assists and we saw his court vision on full show. Well, I've been telling people who haven't had a chance to see Taron Armstrong play that he's giddy like. He's got great vision. He's got all the passing angles. And I think he is going to be a really exciting player to watch. I believe he has NBA upside. Gak obviously is building on the confidence that he gained from Saturday night's performance here in Brisbane. He's put together some back-to-back back -back performances now, Jack, that are very, very impressive. There's always been talk about his potential, and now he's starting to realize it. But the results, look here. If the NBL teams play NBA teams, these types of things will happen as will those great results, like when Melbourne United gave OKC all they could handle. And obviously, last year, Adelaide go over and knock off Phoenix and then play very well the next night. So this is the way it goes. We've seen it for years from European teams. Today, Real Madrid knocks off Dallas. And, you know, you're at, it's going to average out over time. And if we continue to go over there, there will be butt kickings like today, but there are also going to be some victories by NBL teams. That's a good way to look at it. I think the New Zealand Breakers played Portland. It was 23 apiece at quarter time, but then Portland got on top after that. Uh, your man Parker Jackson Cartwright, we've spoken about him on Moments That Mattered in round one. Uh, 19 points was fantastic for the Breakers. Again, he's, he's great to watch. You know, and I didn't think he was that efficient, Jack. He kind of was scrappy for a bit, but 
he started to figure it out. And you, you know, you see what type of class this guy has. People clown me, Jack. You don't, you don't understand how many will ridicule me for saying he may not even make it halfway through the season before New Zealand sent him back. Those people are absolute idiots. This guy can flat out play. You see what he was capable of doing today. You've seen the impact he can have for New Zealand. And again, as he navigates his way through this NBL season, he's going to be extremely dangerous as he works out his partnership with Will McDowell-White. We were talking about Sydney and Brisbane. That's the first game on Friday night, a bullet time game. Straight after that, another Friday doubleheader is the Perth Wildcats and Melbourne United. This is big time stuff here for Friday night hoops. And we've got the fortunate position to be a part of it all. What will life be like for Luke Travers on Friday night? He goes back to Perth. John really spoke on Western Australian radio yesterday and said, I'm sure the Red Army will conduct their manner best for this occasion. And then went on to say that, I won't say much, but I will say that Luke Travers was a required player at this team that he led. I think the Red Army will... It's like when you see an ex-girlfriend and you still kind of love her and you're trying to figure it out. You don't know... And I think I think they're going to boo him and give him a hard time, but it's going to hurt them doing so. Luke Travers is a tremendous talent. He's off to a pretty good start with Melbourne United. But these types of situations are where he needs to excel. Last year, we saw him in, in the playoffs not really get it done under duress. And there were some questions about how bad did he want it. I think he's going to go back into Perth, struggle early, figure it out, and then be at his best in the second half, which should be an absolute ripper of a game. He's a WA-born and bred product of that WA basketball system, which is very powerful, Ruck, as you know. Will they will they cheer him? Will they boo him? Will they ignore him? What do you think the reaction will be? I think they're going to come after him. You know, their, their ultimate allegiance, Jack, in case you haven't figured it out over the past 40 years, is to the red and black. They, oh, no, I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> They don't care who it is. I mean, and I think Luke is going to have to experience this. And, I, and we have to remember also that Luke Travers is still a really young player. And I think this is something that he needs in his development. He needs to experience this and understand, like, when you go around the world to play, not everybody loves you. And the adulation that he's received from the Red Army for years is probably going to turn around. He'll experience it for a minute, but they're going to they're not going to hate him forever. They'll, they'll acknowledge his talent, and especially as he starts to shred them the bits in the second half, um, they'll get back on his side. You heard of their first predictions from D-Rock. Hey, let's finish up with Tasmanian Illawarra. That game tonight, of course, you'll see it on ESPN from 7.30 p.m., but check your local guides. Tasmania and the Hawks, um, you sung Tasmania's praises big time on the moments that mattered last Sunday. I reckon we know where we're at with Tassie. I, I think they're now early on one of the front runners. What about Illawarra? Where have you got them right now? Well, they've got me confused, Jack. I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, they were they were lethargic and lackluster in their home opener against the Sydney Kings. And then they they beat a wobbling, injured, undermanned Southeast Melbourne. They ran up a lot of points on them, which was great to see. Justin Robinson himself going, which is great to see. But they're going to have to be way better than that to beat Tasmania. And like I said, I think Tasmania are the best team in the competition right now. The only thing I worry about is how much more, how many more gears do they have, Jack, as we progress through the season. There's always the fear of peaking too early, but that fear can be allayed because they have the best coach in the competition. So 
I'm sure he's got his, his his a clear understanding of how what he needs to do to motivate that team. And they've got a great home court advantage, which they'll have tonight as well at My State Bank Arena against the Hawks. Ruck, great to have you. We're going to hear a lot from you from NBL now for the remainder of the season. And, of course, we'll see you Friday night for Brisbane and Sydney in Brisbane. Thanks, Jack. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having us. We're back tomorrow.